0: All right, how are we doing, M12? Awesome. Those of you who are here for the first time, if you're one of our guests, we just want to say thanks for coming and being a part of M12 tonight. We have a gift for you at the end, so make sure you pay attention. I'll meet you in the back of the room. We'll, we'll give you, give you a, just a small gift to say thanks for coming. So here's the thing. How many of you guys had a good spring break? Everybody Good sweet anybody go out of town anybody go to the beach yeah all right well hey I tell you I uh, I went to the beach too I went to California it was awesome had a great time running on the beach it was great and uh, and so but I'm glad to be back I missed you guys it's been a long time since we've been two weeks apart so it's good to see you guys tonight and here's the thing tonight we start a brand new Three-week series, gentlemen, brand-new three-week series tonight called Alive. And Alive is all about making God's Word come alive to you in your life. I think it has the power to really change your perspective on something in life that I think really, really matters a whole, whole lot. But before we get there, how many of you guys, just by a show of hands, you have ever been to any type of professional sports game of any sport of any kind okay so i'm in good company some of you guys you've been how many of you guys how about it's professional baseball game all right football how about how about professional basketball okay okay all right so here's the thing i too have been to a professional sports game before and Here's one of the biggest and greatest rivals in all of baseball is the New York Yankees against the Boston Red Sox. It is one of the biggest rivals. And here's the thing about me. When I was growing up, when I was in you know, elementary school, middle school, high school, I, uh, I grew up watching the New York Yankees because my dad, my dad was a super big, massive right Yankees fan. And, and so I grew up watching them on television, watching The Rival, and I'll be honest with you, I would, watch, I would watch them on television, but I would get bored. You know, I'd get bored watching baseball. I don't know if you guys can watch baseball on TV. For me, sometimes I get bored watching it, but then, about five years ago, that all changed. And what happened was, I had, in another church I was working at, one of my volunteers gave me two tickets to a Sunday night ESPN televised Boston Red Sox-New York Yankees game. And I was going to New York. I was in New York on a mission trip, right? And so here's the thing. I got to go to one of the best games. You guys may or may not know this, but the Yankees no longer play in Yankee Stadium because they got a new baseball stadium. And this was literally the last game between the Red Sox and Yankees in Yankee Stadium and here's the thing so I walk into the stadium and right behind me literally a whole row behind me was a group of Red Sox fans okay and the Red Sox were ahead the whole game I mean they were winning the whole game it was two to nothing the whole game and so you can imagine as a Yankees fan in Yankee Stadium I'm sitting here Yankees hat of course right And all these Boston Red Sox fans are just yelling all kinds of things at me and and the guy that I was with went to the game and, and, you know, busting on our team, right? And then in the bottom of the ninth, bottom of the ninth, the Yankees hit a two-run home run to tie the game, which would then bring it to the 10th inning, right? So in extra innings, bottom of the 10th, I I kid you not, last game, Yankees-Red Sox, major game, major rivalry, and a base hit goes right up the middle of the infield for the Yankees to win 3 to 2. It was amazing, and here's the best part. Best part was after this happened, right? I didn't I didn't like, you know, yell and talk trash to those guys behind me. I just turned around, tipped my hat, and walked out of the stadium and felt so good. It was like one of the greatest feelings in my entire life because the Yankees have beaten, right, the Boston Red Sox. And here's the thing, it's one thing to watch a game like that on television, but it is a completely different thing to watch a game like that live, firsthand, in the stands, in the stadium, here in the cheers, watching everything happen in front of you. And the difference is perspective. The difference is perspective. See, perspective changes everything, right? And if you were going to ask me, hey, man, are you going to watch the Yankees-Red Sox game on television? I would say, "Uh, you know, maybe if I get time, I will, you know. But if you were to say, hey, do you want to go to the Yankees-Red Sox game? I would say absolutely, right? Because perspective changes everything. And here's what I know about all of us in this room is that you guys, We all have different perspectives. For example, some of you guys love dogs. And some of you, and some of you, you don't like dogs, right? Some of you guys, some of you guys love cats. And I have no idea why. We need to pray for you, right? And some of you guys despise cats, right? Think about it like this. Some of you guys, hey, check it out. Listen up. Listen up. Listen up. Some of you guys love spicy food. Some of you guys, some of you guys can't stand spicy food, right? And here's what I know. Listen up. Listen up. We all have different perspectives. All of us have different perspectives. And if I were to poll this room, if I were to poll this room of everybody in the room, I, I guarantee you that we all have different perspectives when it comes to God and church. I think that we would get different views of opinion or different perspectives when it comes to God or, or church. And for example, maybe maybe some of you, the way that you view church is that you're kind of over it. And what I mean by being over it is that, man, you've come to church a long time. You, you were raised in the church, and maybe now you're just kind of overcoming to church. You're just kind of, you know, I don't know, not excited about it as you used to be. Or maybe some of you, you could describe yourself as bored. Like you go to church, you come to M12, you come to 12 Stone, but maybe sometimes it's just not as exciting as it maybe used to be. For you, or maybe for you, you're disappointed. Maybe, like, you hear people talk about their experience at church and how God did this and God did that, and this happened in their life and that happened in their life. But for you, maybe you're not experiencing the same type of experience that others are having. And so it leaves you with this disappointed feeling or this disappointed state of mind. And maybe some of you, maybe for for some of you, you're hungry. And hungry means that maybe you you want more of God. You want to learn more about God. You want to grow in your relationship with God. You want to do something for God, a great God. You want to, you want to do something that matters in the kingdom and make a difference and make an impact. The reality is we all have different perspectives. And here's the thing. The, the truth is that most of us, if we're being honest, most of us probably don't line up in the hungry category. Maybe some of you do, and that's awesome. But for a lot of you, you don't line up in the hungry category. Rather, you're more bored or over it or disappointed. It's just true of where you're at in life. And here's what I know for sure. This definitely applies when it comes to the Bible. It definitely applies when it comes to the Bible. See, when you think about the Bible Sometimes you picture the Bible or your perspective of the Bible is like maybe a history book. And you would say, man, it's just full of really important people that at the end of the day, I don't really care about. Or maybe you view the Bible like a foreign language book, like it's full of all these words that you can't pronounce and you definitely can't spell. Or maybe it's like a fairy tale book where it's like, man, it's real cute and awesome, but it's not real. Or maybe you view the Bible like it's a magic eight ball, and you just go to the Bible for all of your big, huge questions that, you know, no one can seem to answer. See, the truth is, we all have different perspectives. Most of us are in there somewhere, and the truth is, a lot of times, a lot of times, we don't really read the Bible because we don't think that it applies to us. We choose not to read it because we don't think it applies. And I want to ask you a question tonight as we launch into this series called Alive. Here's the question. What if we are missing it? I mean, what if your perspective of it doesn't really apply, what if I miss that? What if you're missing that? If you look at the Bible in that way, what if... We are missing that. And so for the next few weeks, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the Bible. We're going to talk about what does the Bible, what is the Bible, what is it really, what does it mean, what are some of the passages mean, because I know sometimes you read it and you don't understand everything and you're in good company because I feel the same exact way. But we're going to talk about the Bible. So for example, you guys may or may not know this, but the Bible Over six billion copies of the Bible have been sold in the world, which makes the Bible the most selling book in all of history. It's the most selling book in all of history, the best selling book in all of history. It's one book that's a collection of a lot of books, like a bookshelf that's not as heavy, right? One book, a collection of a lot of books, written by some 40 authors over 1,600 years, right? And the Bible is this massive collection of best-selling records. And so there's a verse that I want to kick us off with tonight. So here's the thing. If you've got a Bible either in front of you or below you, uh, I want everybody in the room to grab a Bible tonight. It's very important. Everybody in the room, I want you to have a Bible in your lap and open, because we're going to talk about what the Bible means. In in the verse that we're going to read tonight that you've already heard read over you, which is on page number 1206, stay with me tonight, folks. It doesn't require a conversation to open the Bible. We're going to be on page number 1206, 1206. Hebrews chapter 4. Here's what you got to know about the book of Hebrews is that this book was written to the Hebrews, right, who were new believers. They had just began a relationship with God. And so they didn't really know what's the big buzz about the Bible. What is the Bible really? And this is what comes out in Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 12. It says, for the word of God is alive and active. The Word of God is alive and active. And I want to stop there. This verse is fascinating, right? Because because what it says about the Bible is something that is true of no other book. It says that the Bible is alive. The Bible that you hold in your hands, the Bible that is on your lap, the Bible that you are reading, that you are looking at, it says that it is alive. And that's weird, right? Because the last thing that we would think about a book is that it would be considered alive. But it says that the Bible is alive and active. And I want you to think about this. All throughout the Bible, all throughout history, God spoke things and it happened. For example, in Genesis, God spoke the world into existence. It wasn't by this Big Bang or this... Cosmic Plato ball that busted up. This was, the world was spoken into existence by God himself. And then, later on, there's a guy named Abraham. And God connects with this guy named Abraham and he says, listen, if you will just obey me and leave this place and go to where this place is that you don't know, I will make a great nation out of your name. And so that's exactly what happened. And then later on, God comes to Moses in the book of Exodus, right? And he gives them the Ten Commandments. He speaks the Ten Commandments into existence. And those are things that we are still talking about today, the Ten Commandments. Some of you, you could probably tell me some of the Ten Commandments. And so God spoke and it happened. And then Jesus came. And Jesus was God with skin on, right? And so Jesus came along, right? And and what happened is... Jesus spoke, and the Bible says that the wind and the waves obeyed Jesus, that he could literally calm the storms, and if the waves were too big, he could calm them, and the wind was blowing too hard, he could calm the wind. See, when Jesus would speak, right, diseases were healed, lives were changed, and dead people came out of the grave alive. That's why the Bible says that it is alive and active. And then some of you guys know this firsthand. Some of you know this firsthand because you're like me, and you would say, man, there have been times in my life where I've been at church, it doesn't happen every week, but it happens sometimes where I just feel like, man, everything the pastor said, everything that I heard about the sermon, dude, that was directed right at me. I mean, some of you guys, if you're honest with yourself, some of you have come to me before. And you said, hey, I don't know what it was, but tonight, what you, everything you said, I felt like I was the only one in the room. Do you know why you feel that way? Because the Bible is alive. Because the Bible is active. Because the Bible, its desire, God's desire is to speak to you through the Bible. And yes, He spoke to people all throughout the Bible, but he still speaks to us today. And that right there is amazing. It's a really cool thing. As a matter of fact, on your notes, maybe you want to fill this out. I want you to know that the Scripture, God speaks to me through the Scripture that I read. God speaks to me through the Scripture I read. It never fails. He speaks through the Bible to you. But here is the kicker. When we don't really read the Bible much, it might be hard to hear from God. When we don't read it very much, it might be hard to hear from God. When we don't read the Bible, it might be easier for us to drift into, Man, I'm just really bored. I'm just really disappointed. Man, I'm just kind of over this whole church thing. But see, if you are in the Bible, which is alive and active and speaks to you right where you're at with every situation you're in and every circumstance, and it never fails, you can't get bored with that. You can't get disappointed with that type of deal. And then moving on, he says, this is how, how God's Word is alive and active. Read this with me. It says, For the word of God is alive and active, listen, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Now, you guys know what marrow is? Let me tell you what marrow is, right? Marrow, listen, marrow is that, Ooey gooey stuff that literally is inside of the bones. It's literally inside of of the bones. And so the writer of Hebrews is suggesting this to you tonight. When he says it's alive and active, sharper than any double edged sword, right? And then he says that it it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, it judges the attitudes and the thoughts of the heart. It can get into the deepest parts of who you are. The Bible can get into the deepest parts of who I am, into things like our attitude, things like our motive, motives, our darkest, dirtiest secrets. The Bible gets into those areas. See, not only is God capable of doing big things outside of us, but His very words, the Bible that is alive and active, is capable of making big changes deep inside of us as well. And see, when it says joints and marrow penetrates, right, to dividing soul and spirit, the motives of the heart, Here's the bottom line. This is what the writer of Hebrews is trying to get you to see, is that God's Word changes me from the inside out. God's Word changes me. God's Word changes you from the inside out. God's Word changes us from the inside out. Think about it like this. When when, When you read Scripture, it changes you and it changes me for. The better from the inside out. The God of the universe who spoke everything into existence, who created everything around us, that very same God that loves you and loves me unconditionally, that even despite the mistakes that we make, he still loves us. He still shares and shows grace and mercy to us. That same God who sent Jesus Christ, his one and only Son, to die on the cross for your sin, for your mistakes, for my sin, for my mistakes, right? The same God that knows every single thing about you, that says that he knows the number of hairs on your head. And he knows when you're going to sit down and when you're going to stand. And before a word comes out of your mouth, he knows what it's going to be. That very same God that created everything that loves you unconditionally wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to me because the Bible is alive. And it's active. And when it gets in me, it changes me, and it changes you for the better. You know, what I think about, when I think about this verse, is I think about our word for the year for M12. You guys may or may not know this, but our word for this year is the word known. Known. K-N-O-W-N. It's the word known. And the reason why it's the word known is because the whole vision of how we're praying for you, the whole vision of how your leaders are praying for you is that you would believe and understand in the depths of who you are, the joints and marrow, that you are fully known by God. That you are fully known by God. That everything is known by God about you. And then, because you are fully known by God, that you would eventually go out of this room, out of 12 stone, out of M12, out of the church, and that you would make God fully known by the way that you live your life. But do you know how that word came to me? It was because God spoke that word to me. It's because when I was Sitting down in my living room, opening the word and reading the scripture and asking and praying for God, God, give me a God word that is a word specifically for this ministry at this church that that can guide the way that I pray for these students. And that's what happened. Because God's word is alive and it is active. And then I think about my own life. I think about there's this passage in Romans 8:28, and it says, For God works all things for the good of those that love Him and who are called according to His purpose. And over the last two years of my life, I cannot tell you the number of times that whether it was on a computer screen, on a TV screen, on my watch, uh, on my you know, alarm clock, whatever, that I would see on my phone the numbers 828. And do you think that is not by any means, a coincidence. That is God directly connecting and speaking to me from His Word because He knows that I have memorized Romans 8.28. He knows that I have memorized that, that I have it in my head, that I have it in my heart. And so when I see those numbers every single time, what does it remind me of? Hey, no matter what comes my way, no matter what I'm facing, good or bad, God works all things together together. For the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. And so for us to think that the Bible is ancient, that the Bible doesn't apply, is crazy. It's crazy because it is alive and it is active. And here's the best part, is the same way that God has spoken to me, the same way that God has given me a passion for his word, He wants to do the same in your life. But what if we're missing it? I mean, what if God has literally the same hope for you? And what if today that started to change? What if today something that you have heard caused you to think, man, if I actually read the Bible, something might be different. God might choose to speak to me in a way too. And so here's my encouragement for you as we wrap up. Begin to read the Bible. It's really that simple. Begin to read the Bible. In this series, Alive, we want to see our prayers for you, our cries out to God for you, is that you would understand that opening the Bible could really make a huge difference in your life. That if you regularly started to read the Bible, that it it could really really matter and it doesn't matter if it's through an app on your phone it doesn't matter if it's the old-fashioned way like a book in front of you the bible can speak to you in any way shape or form And here's what i'm not saying i'm not saying yeah go study the bible for hours on end i mean that'd be cool but what i'm really saying is what if you took five minutes out of your day what if you took five minutes and regularly just opened the bible And regularly just read the Bible. Try reading a chapter. Try reading, maybe you don't know where to go. Try starting in the book of Luke. And when you read the book of Luke, you don't even have to read the whole chapter. Maybe you just read until something sticks out to you or you read until something, you know, you connect with something. And then you stop and here's what you do. You ask two questions. This is a great way to just read the Bible and let the Bible read you. Here's the first question. What does this say about God? What does this passage that I just read, whether it's two verses, five verses, ten verses, what does this passage say about God? And secondly, what does this passage say about me? What does it say about God? What does it say about me? So for example, let's say that we're reading the passage on Jesus calming the storm. What does Jesus calming the storm say about God? That there is no storm that is too big for God to calm. That that God can do absolutely anything that He wants. Okay, well, what is the the story of Jesus calming the storm? What What does that say about me? That no matter what I'm going through, that God is bigger. That he is God and that I am not. That I cannot calm my own storm, but God can calm the storm for me. So, regardless of if my storm is that my family is going crazy or my friends have abandoned me or I'm getting bullied all the time or this is happening or that is happening, nothing is too big for God. Nothing is too great for God. Students, five minutes.